center of it all. You can start now. From beginning till the end, it would always be, it's always been you, Jesus. Jesus. One more time. Jesus at the center of it all. Jesus at the center of it all. From beginning till the end, it will always be, it's always been you, Jesus. the Lord to speak to you this morning. Lord, speak your word to me. Speak your word to me. Speak your word to me, Lord. Ask the Lord to speak to you. 
the Lord to speak to you. Speak to me, Lord. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire in darkest night. You are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. And I have led in the goodness of God. Oh my life. Oh my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so so good with every breath. Of the goodness of God. Bless your holy name. Oh, you have led us through the fire in darkest nights. Oh, there is none like you to be with us, to keep us, to preserve us. Speak to us, oh God. May none of us leave the same. In the name of Jesus. Oh, just bless him. Just bless him. Just bless him. He's good. He is the good God. He is a good God. He is a good God. Oh, yes. He is a good God. Just tell him that he is good. Oh, just tell him that he is good. God, you are good. Just tell him, so good. Lord, you are so good. You are so good. I love you, Lord, one more time. I love you, Lord. For your blessing never fails me.
love your voice. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire in darkest night. You are close like no one. As a father, I've known you as a friend, and I have lived in the goodness of God. Father God, we thank you and we honor you for your word, for your love, for your mercies, for your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We may take our seats in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. I should have done something before, but I'll do it after. Amen. We'll hear one or two things. Amen. The damaging effect of lies. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's finish it today if we can. The damaging effect of lies. Amen. Very, very important. A lie is falsehood, untruth, deceit, and the treachery, guile, and the list goes on. Now, what are the six damaging effects of lies? Number one, lies cause us to lose favor with God. Yes, a lie causes you and I to lose favor with God. We talked about that. Number two, lies can send us to hell. Hey, lies can send us to hell. And we read from Revelation 21.8. Let's read that quickly. Revelation 21.8. But the fearful and unbelieving and abominable, so these are some of them, not all, and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters, but the liars are all, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now John eight forty four. But you are of your father, the devil, and the last of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, of his own for he is a liar and the father of it. So Satan is the originator of lies, the father of lies. So... Normally, we say that Abraham is the father of faith. So anyone who is of faith is a child of Abraham. And therefore, if everyone who is of faith is a child of Abraham, then we are eventually heirs of the promise, according to Jesus Christ. So if Satan is the father of lies and we lie a lot, then we become children of li the liar. 
And there's only one liar, and that's the devil. So you and that's why liars go to hell. Now, it doesn't mean, you see, there's a difference between someone who lies and a liar. Someone who lies, lies because they are allowing the father of lies to influence them. But they become liars as they keep on lying. Then lies become a part of them. And, uh, yeah, exactly. and then Satan enters. I don't mean controls the whole spirit, soul, and body. But he enters into the mind, consumes the mind, and takes over. Lies. Because the more we lie, the more it influences us. Look at Judas. The Bible says that Satan enticed Judas to betray Jesus. He enticed him. So what happened was that Satan went to the high priest and then betrayed Jesus because Satan enticed him. But after Jesus gave him the sap, then Satan entered into him before he could betray Jesus because that act was so treacherous and so evil that Satan needed to enter him before he could do that. So that's why Jesus said, whatever you want to do, go and do it quickly. But Satan had to have entered into him before he did the final betrayal. In the same way, when we lie, 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 we don't become lies, but as you keep on lying, there's a threshold, there's a place, that, at the point that as you lie, you become a liar. And when you lie, then you start lying against the truth. The worst lies are lying against the truth or lying with the word of God. Satan lies with the word. Satan will quote scriptures and lie. When he was tempting Jesus, he quoted Psalm 91. That, uh, Psalm 91 says that he will give his angels charge concerning thee. So that when you fall, you will not dash your foot against a stone. He quoted the scriptures, but a scripture cannot break another scripture. So Jesus said, yes, it is true, but do not tempt the Lord your God. Because when you, are, you throw yourself down, you are tempting God. But when Psalm 91 didn't say you threw yourself down, it says that if you happen to fall or something happens and you are falling, you will not dash your foot against a stone. Hallelujah. Amen. So you see that Satan is able to enter or, or affect people's lives as they keep on doing that thing. Hallelujah. We'll read more about it later on. So, lies can send us to hell. We talked a, a lot about it in the past. Yes. And then, lies sear the conscience. Very true. First Timothy 4, 1 and 2. Lies defile you and sear the conscience. Hallelujah. First Timothy 4, 1 and 2. First Timothy 4. Now, the Spirit speaketh expressly. That in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. The, the, the conscience is the part of us that God gives us to be able to tell right from wrong. So whether you are a Christian or not, everyone has a conscience. And that's why... The Bible says in Romans uh, end of 1 and 2, especially Romans 2, talks about the fact that there is no excuse for anyone who says there's no God. So what happens, I'll preach it very soon, what happens to those who have never heard the gospel? God said that everyone who has not, the, has not heard the gospel, those who are with the law will be judged by the law. Those who are without the law, they will be judged by the law that God has written in our hearts. 
Every single human being has a conscience. Those who've never heard from God about God, who are even savages, they all know that look, when you kill someone or you take someone's wife or you 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 you, you steal, it's wrong. So everyone has a conscience. So what is going to happen is that God is going to judge the people who don't know God by the conscience he has given to them. And everyone will fail. You know, we'll talk about that soon. Everyone will fail it. No, no one can succeed. 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 How many are getting what I'm saying? Speaking lies in hypocrisy. So, the more we lie, the more our conscience is seared. So now the conscience that says, don't do this. No, this is good. This is not good. This is bad. This is not bad. That conscience is going to be seared. And that happens through lies. The more we lie, the more our conscience becomes hardened. And when our conscience is hardened, then we are not able to know what is right and wrong. And that's what the Bible says. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. We've talk, we talked about that last week. Hallelujah. But it's very, very important to know that the more we lie, the more it is easier to lie. Anyone who lies a lot, and ev- more, just about every sin, there's a lie. You have to lie to sin. You have to lie to steal. You have to lie to murder. You have to lie to take someone's wife. Like David the king did. Hallelujah. You have to lie to do so many things. I don't know if you guess what I'm saying. But when we lie, so that's why, like I keep saying that, those who lie a lot, decide that from today I'm not going to lie. And when you resist lying, even if you lie, it becomes harder for you to lie. And anytime you resist something, the devil will flee. And fleeing is running, no, it's in between running and flying with, in terror. So Satan will flee in terror because we have resisted him. We have not even shouted and fought him with a word. We have resisted. No, the Bible says that. I shouldn't lie. That lies are of the devil. So I'm not going to lie. Then the devil is fleeing. So it makes it harder for you to lie. Yes, you've decided I'm not going to lie. You lie again. No problem. God, help me by your Holy Spirit not to lie again. You lie again. But as you keep on asking God for help, the next time you debate, ah, should I lie? Should I not lie? Okay, I'll lie. Then as you keep on doing, uh, 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 trusting God, it will be harder to lie and you'll not be able to lie. After this message, someone was speak, talking, speaking to me, lied, I asked the question, lied, and then immediately after I said, no, you've, you've been preaching about lies. No, I'm not supposed to lie. Okay, I'll speak the truth and speak the truth. You can put your hands together for that. That is commendable because it shows that the word is having an effect, but it should just continue. Lies sear the conscience. We talked about that. Let's move on. Lies deceive you. Lies deceive you. That's number four. Lies deceive you. James 1.22. Lies are deceptive. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. The worst 
kind of deception is self-deception. You think you are going to heaven and you are not. You think you are a good Christian, but you are not. You think God is pleased with you, but he is not. You think that because God is using you, God is happy with you, you are not, but he is not. You think you are doing the right thing, and you are not. So it's always better to err on the side of, Lord, what am I to fix? What issues do I have? David didn't say if, uh, 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 he didn't say if, uh, uh, search me and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. If you find, it's like when. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the, it is sure that you find something. Not that I might, you might. He's sure that God will find something in his heart that needs to be fixed. Paul or Saul of Tarsus, who became Apostle Paul, he said, getting to the later stages, earlier on, when you read the, 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 the epistles, Apostle Paul will say that I am not behind the chiefest of apostles. I mean, I had revelations. I mean, he, he was not behind the chiefest of apostles, meaning that he is at a high rank. I labored more than they, but not I, but the grace of God. This is what he was saying. But getting to the, uh, the end, he said, this is a faithful saying. I want you to accept it. That Christ Jesus came into this world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. He meant it. Isaiah. When Isaiah was preaching, when you see from Isaiah chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, woe is you, woe, 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 woe. Then, in the year that King Uzziah died, I believe it's Isaiah 6, 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high, sitting on the throne, high and lifted up. His glory, I mean, then he started to, let's do Isaiah 6, 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon the throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. So all those times, he hadn't seen the Lord yet, but he was a prophet. He had seen revelations of God. But in the year that King Uzziah died, he died of leprosy. He died in the several houses, a house full of lepros, lepers because of his pride. I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train, glory. Ooh, his train filled the temple, verse 2. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. They are cherubims, seraphims, they are different ranks. With twain, he covered his face. And with twain, he, he covered his feet. Now, why is the seraphim so great? These seraphims are so great that when they shout, the door posts shake. Why, why is he covering his face? Because, God, you are so great. He's seen different revelations of God. They are always seeing different revelations of God. Throughout eternity, we'll be seeing different revelations of God and how beautiful he is. And it will be, wow, wow. That's why he was covering his face. And with twain, he covered his feet. And with twain, he did fly. Verse 3. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Verse 4. Now the woe, woe, you, woe, you. And the post of the door moved. Hey. At the voice of him that cried. Hey. And the house was filled with smoke. I pray that one day there will be smoke in one of the services. I think there was, was one close sometime back. Blue smoke. So, yeah. I, there will be smoke. The glory. 
And when it's smooth, no one can stand. We'll all, we'll all, we'll all be on the floor. It can't stand. It will, it will happen. Amen. Jesus. The manifestations and the glory of God will be wild. Verse 5. Then said I, woe is me. Woe is me. For I am undone. If you and I are on, there's no one who has seen the Lord who will not see this. The more, the closer we are to God, the more undone we know we are. Woe is me. Not woe is the one I was saying, woe to you, woe to you, woe to you. Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for my eyes. Why? Because my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Verse 6. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongues from off the altar. Verse 7. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Oh, hallelujah. So you and I must know that Woe is me. I'm undone. But Jesus Christ saved me. And because he saved me, I am the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. And I'm super righteous. I am, I, I, I am at the highest level of righteousness. In fact, I'm at the peak of righteousness. I can't be more righteous than I am right now. Actually, I cannot even be more righteous than Jesus Christ. No, in fact, I, what, what am I saying? No, I cannot. In fact, there is no righteousness that is above mine. Because it is Jesus' righteousness that has been given to me. Whose righteousness can supersede or exceed Jesus' righteousness? So it means that if Jesus has given me his righteousness as a free gift, then it means that I am super righteous and I'm at the peak of righteousness. But I'm undone. Now, Daniel, who was the excellent man, when he saw, he, 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 when he saw the glory of God, he fell down and said, my comeliness has come out of me, for me, left me. So it means that self-deception makes us feel that we are what we are not. Bible says, if you think you are what you are not, if you think you know or you are something, that you are nothing. So I try my best not to think I'm super right, or I'm super righteous, but not in myself. I try not to see myself more than I'm supposed to. I see everything awesome connected to Jesus Christ. That's why Apostle Paul said, I'll rather glory in my infirmities. So that when I am weak, then the power of God can rest upon me. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And if God wants to use us in a certain way and God wants to honor us, anytime he sees a certain level of pride coming, then he will bring the thorn to come and buffet so that we are calm. So the thorn is the grace of God. My grace is sufficient for thee. My, he, my strength is being made perfect in weakness. Then he said, I'll rather glory in my infirmities. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. So, so lies give us self-deception. And we start to lie about ourselves. Second Corinthians 12, 10. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmity. Let, let's start from verse 8. For this thing I besought the Lord three times that it might depart from me. I mean, this guy was a level. I mean, I, I will know that three times is enough for me. If I'm praying about something and I say, God, take it away, I'll keep praying till it comes. It goes. But 
Apostle Paul, after three times, he heard the voice of God. For this, I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. Now, what is a thorn in the flesh? The Bible never states it. But it could be an eye infection or an eye issue. Because in Galatians, it says that eh, you would have removed your eyes from me. But it's not clearly said. We, we can only assume. Because so that everyone can identify with it. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Not that I'm weak. I'm a weak. No, no, no. Weakness in the sense of weak in myself. Weak in my abilities. Weak in my goodness. Weak in the flesh. When did I say health thrives and loves good people? Was it on Wednesday I said that or Sunday? Yeah. Wednesday. Hell, hell loves good people. Good pe hell consumes good people. Hell embraces good people. I'm talking about people who are good in themselves. People who want to go to heaven based on how good they are. No. It is how good he is that takes us to heaven. When we have faith in Jesus Christ, no matter how good we are. Anyway, let's stay where we are uh, so I don't go off. There. But uh, uh, you can find it in one of the messages. I think it went last Wednesday. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Meaning that if I'm going to brag on something, I'll not brag about anything good I've done. I'll rather brag on Jesus Christ, and I'll rather look at my infirmities because that is where I'm trying my best to fix it. And God is going to help me in it, but that is where God's power will rest upon me. Verse 10. You can put your hands together for Jesus. Verse 10. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions. So when we are persecuted, we should take pleasure in it. Actually, I've just learned something. So the, the more persecuted we are, the more negative things we hear about ourselves, we should thank God because he's counted us worthy to suffer persecution for his namesake. Praise the Lord. Thank you. We should all say thank you all my persecutors. Say it. All of you say it. Thank you because every, do you all be persecuted. Thank you because it shows that I'll get a great reward. Well, let's go back to verse 10. So anytime someone persecutes you or you hear someone say negative things about you because of Jesus, Jesus said great will be your reward. Whether it's at work, they say something negative about you, your friends, whoever it is. I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distress for Christ's sake. If you are being persecuted, not in the name of Jesus Christ, this will not hold. We are talking about in the name of Jesus. Because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. That's why Jesus said that you know, you, your, your reward will be great in heaven. In distresses for crisis, for when I am weak, then am I strong. Verse 11. Yes, then he goes on. Hallelujah. That, that, you see, I am become a fool in glory. Ye have compelled me, for I ought to have been commended of you. So I should have been, I, I should have been commended of you. I shouldn't be glorying in myself. For in nothing am I behind the very chiefest of apostles, though I am nothing. 
Look at how he was speaking. I, I, I'm not behind. The, I, I'm, I'm a top man. But I'm still nothing. So self-deception lies. The more we lie, the more self-deceived we are. Number five. Lies destroy relationships. Proverbs 26, 28. So find a way not to lie, but rather withhold information. There was a question asked last week. <laughs> withhold the information. Don't lie. Withhold it. Or bend, bend around it. <clears throat> Well, don't you see how sometimes how the politicians and some of the people on TV they know how to dodge questions? Hey, they'll, they'll dodge it. Don't lie, but they'll dodge it. So we have to learn to dodge questions. Amen. A lying tongue hated those that are afflicted by it, and a flattering mouth worketh ruin. Because flatter is so dangerous that it ruins people. Anytime we flatter someone, we are ruining them. So it's always good not to flatter people. That's why the Bible says that it will be cut. Lines, the flattering tongue will be cut. Hallelujah. Or something negative will happen. Because when you flatter, what does it mean to flatter? Like overpraise someone so much, even though you don't, it, it, that's not how you feel. Because no man should be praised in a certain way. And it destroys them. Herod. He, he had a nice sermon, short or like it was very short homely or whatever. Nice, short. But the people were, he was angry with the people. So after the sermon, oh, Herod, oh, this is the voice of a God. The, what you said, you are talking like a God, not the voice of men. And because he did not give glory to God, God killed him. He died right there in New Testament and worms ate his body because he did not give glory to God. It doesn't mean that happens now because, I mean, so many people do worse. But it, 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 it just shows the displeasure, how God hates those things. A lying tongue, so flattery, let's be careful. A lying tongue hated those that are afflicted by it. One pastor came long ago when I was in Philadelphia to preach. And I said, oh, you have blessed us. Oh, reverend, you have blessed us. What a message. I mean, you have come to help us. He said, please, don't destroy me. I said, oh, I don't understand. He said, say the Lord used you to bless uh, uh, me. Don't say I. Say the Lord used me because I didn't do it. If you say I, then I'll become well, it's like, wow, I'm somebody and I'm nobody. So ever since then, you won't catch me saying, no, 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 no. Even at the last crusade, the lady was thanking me. I, can't, I, I don't which one was that? Abigail, was it the one who couldn't see or something? Yeah. Who couldn't walk? She was thanking me. I said, no, no, don't thank me. Let's go up. Sometimes I will kneel down with that. I said, let's kneel down, and I'll point up. Otherwise, I'll be fired. As for the glory, God's glory, he will not share it. I don't want to be fired. He'll fire, he'll just finish you by taking the glory and pride. No. 
So a lion tank, wait, that's flattery. Let's go. A lion tank hated those that are afflicted. So anytime we lie, we are not walking in love towards the person we are lying to. And the person who we are lying to becomes our victim. So you lie to someone, you are going to hurt the person. And you knowingly, willingly hurt the person by lying to them. And anytime we lie, we bring Satan into the equation. If there is a relationship and we lie, Satan comes in. That's why in relationships we must be very careful and try our best not to lie to each other. Because when you start lying, then you have to start to ask yourself, does this person really love me? Yes, they might love me, but do they love me the way they are supposed to love me to? Because if you, look, you are looking for someone's good, why will you lie to the person to hurt them? Like I said, you can dodge. Did you do such and such, yes or no? You have to have a way to either not answer it or... <laughs> Hallelujah. And God will give wisdom for that. Because sometimes you see that God did not want them to know. When I, was, I was listening to an audio Bible. And when Jesus rose from the dead on the road to Emmaus, what happened? He with, he, Jesus, he, he, he hid his, his form. I mean, he, he hid himself from them so they couldn't recognize him. And he pretended as if, not that he pretended, but he acted as if he was going another way. Don't lie. He, he acted as if, God, oh, he, 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 he wanted to go with them, but he acted as if he was going another way. Oh, please, do you want to join us? You have to learn to dodge. Are you going to the feast? His brothers asked him, even though they did not believe in him. He said, you go, I'll come later. Before, when, by the time they got there, he was there preaching. Because I'll come later, I, I'll know how, I know how I'm going together. Whether I'll be teleported, I don't know. The Bible doesn't say it. I'll come later. They went, and he did come later. Only that, he was there. As they were there, he was preaching. You can put your hands together for Jesus. Because when you love someone, but you see, if you, you are someone who has learned to dodge, and you are asking someone a question, and they are dodging, then you chalk, you corner it. Answer the question right here. We are standing here. <laughs> so, of course, you can only do that to your children. You can't do that to anyone, just anybody. Hallelujah. Am I preaching? So, it's very important. Ephesians 4.15. And then we have the last one after. Ephesians 4.15. Having the understanding darkened, uh, verse 15, please. <clears throat> but speaking the truth in love may grow up in he, into him in all things which is the head, even Christ. So you can speak the truth in love. Sometimes you can speak the truth, a word fitly spoken. It's like what? Apples of a, a, a ripe right, right apples of a tree or something like that. Yeah. So a word fitly spoken. When you, when you so, so sometimes when you say it, how you say it matters. You can speak the truth and it will offend someone. But you can speak the truth in a nice way and it will be a blessing to the person. 
Am I preaching to somebody? By the end of the day, when we speak the truth, yes, uh, Proverbs 25, 11, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. So when we speak the truth in love, it would cause us to grow up and we will become, we will know each other more and we will grow up into Christ because truth in love. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is love. So when you speak the truth, which is Jesus in love, we will only grow up into him because he is the truth. There was a name written in Revelation, Jesus, tie on Jesus' forehead. One of the names, King of kings, Lord of lords, one of them is faithful and true. One of them is the word of God. So when we are truthful and our belt of truth is on, and we are speaking the truth in love. We will grow up in him. And we will be closer in our relationship. So ladies and gentlemen, don't destroy relationships by lying. You are courting. And you are lying. No, no, no. Speak the truth in love. Lying to your boss, eventually to corrupt the whole thing. I'm sick when I'm not sick. What if you're, you can have what you say? Oh, am I preaching? Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruits thereof. I'll tell you another thing you can say instead of I'm sick. <laughs> I'm preaching. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now, if you, if there is an emergency, why, why are you not going to work? Is it an emergency? <laughs> there are words you can use which are true, depending on what you are doing. If you are just lazy and you want to sleep, that one, let me, yeah, yeah, let me excuse that one. But sometimes there's an emergency, and an emergency for one person is different from an emergency for you. So sometimes there's an emergency. If there's a situation where you have to make a call or there's a family, whatever, you have to use whatever it is. But I try to make sure I use the appropriate words, which if I'm asked to find out, I'm not lying. My conscience doesn't affect me. Hallelujah. If you have to travel somewhere for something, isn't it an emergency? It's an emergency. No, because... Why am I traveling? I'm not talking about a planned travel. I'm talking about maybe you have to travel on the, on the go. Don't say I'm sick. But if it is a, a, a planned travel, I have circumstances beyond my control. Circumstances beyond my control. Emergencies. Family, depending, but make sure you're not lying in it. I'm just throwing words out there that can be used. If... You wake up not feeling too well, but you can work. But you want to rest it out. And you say you're not feeling well, are you lying? When you wake up not feeling well. But if you wake up and you're strong, healthy. So all I'm saying is that the words, the English language, or not even just the English, words in general, make sure that you are not lying, but you are using your words appropriately. Am I preaching? 
there's a way you can ask a question. I mean, someone can ask you a head-on question. Oh, but you're asking me this question. What do you think? Finish. You don't answer it. You, 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 you are very sad, depressed, and you don't feel like waking up to go to work. You tell them the appropriate thing. There was a time I was going to be interviewed, and I overslept. And the interview is at nine, and I've overslept. And they are calling me, calling me, calling me, calling me. Then I start to struggle. Then I go online for the interview. I click on it, and I'm struggling with the data, the, 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 uh, 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 the, 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 the teams or whatever. Then I call, and I apologize. Then the person says, why? What happened? Were you struggling? I was just about to speak the truth and say, you know what? Sorry, I, was, I, I had to say it. I overslept because I couldn't find any word that would fit. So I overslept. Then she said, oh, so were you also struggling? Some of the, the, the CFO or whatever was struggling with the, 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 the internet. Were you struggling? Then before I could say it, oh, yes, you're struggling. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I didn't say it. Uh, yeah. And I got a job. I was almost an hour late. I still got a job. Yeah. Struggled, you see. So all I'm saying is sometimes when you, if I had lied, I wouldn't get the job. Because I, there was no reason. I was, I was sleepy. It was a video call, and I was answering the questions. Anyhow, are you just woken up? But I got the job. There was a time my, my boss asked. I didn't want anyone to know I was a pastor at work. She asked. I said, she, there was a, a, I, had to, I, I had to submit something every first of the month. But there was a funeral I had to officiate. And I had to submit it at the end of the month. No, so yeah, the beginning of the month. And I said, I have to travel. I cannot be here. Find somebody. The person said, the, the, my boss said, no, you have to. I said, I can't. I have to go. There's a funeral I have to attend. But I've been saying funeral and wedding, which were true. And at a point she asked, are you a leader in the church? I said, yes. Are you a pastor? Then I, 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 I wanted to dodge it, but she was looking right at me. I couldn't. I was like, uh, uh, oh, tell me. I had to answer it. I had to. There are times that if you are cornered, just speak the truth. If you can dodge it, dodge. But if you can't, just speak the truth. Amen. If your boss asks you, uh, you said you are not feeling an emergency. What type of emergency? You have to speak the truth. Or, but who is going to ask you? Which boss is going to ask you what type? It's my personal. It's personal. What do you think? But lies destroy relationships. Finally, First Peter 3.10. Use your, use your words well. <clears throat> For what? First uh, Peter 3.10. Hallelujah to Jesus. First Peter 3.10. Just uh, one instead of the two. 
First Peter 3, 10, not 20, 10. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking no guile. That they speak no guile. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. And show, and show. But it's just verse uh, 10 that we are looking for. Now let's go use NLT for verse 10 and see the interesting thing here. Guile or deceit. Okay, good. For the scripture says, if you want a happy life and good days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and keep your lips from telling lies. So what the Bible is saying is that if we want to experience good days on this earth, we want to have a good life, we want to, 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 to have a happy life and good days, what we should do is connected to the tongue. Number one, keep your tongue from speaking evil from speaking treachery, from speaking uh, 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 slander, from speaking evil, and keep your lips from telling lies. So it means that someone who wants good days and a happy life must keep their tongues from speaking evil and their lips from telling lies. So it means that when we speak, we use our mouths to speak evil on, uh, against people, speak evil and we tell lies, then we are robbing ourselves from seeing happy, uh, good days and a happy life. That's why James, that's why James 3.8 <clears throat> says that the tongue is, is, can set the whole course of a person's life on hell. Just the tongue. But no one can tame the tongue. It is an uncontrollable evil full of deadly poison. Because the tongue can, the, the tongue is used to bless God. And then how can that same tongue be used to curse men? Speak evil of men. That's what James 1, uh, 3, 1 to 8 talks about. So ladies and gentlemen, let's speak the truth. Let's not speak evil on anyone so that we will experience good days and a happy life. The damaging effects of lies are real, are real. So from now on, I believe that all of us want to see good days. First Peter 3.10, all of us want to see good days. All of us want a happy life. In order to have a happy life and see good days, from now on, speak evil of no one. And lies must be far from us. And then God will give us good days and a happy life. Shall we stand to our feet? Hallelujah to Jesus. <clears throat> and let's ask the Lord Jesus for a happy life and good days. For a happy life and good days for happy life and good days. Happy life. Happy life. Happy life and good days. Ask the Lord, Lord, give me the grace not to lie anymore. Not to lie. Not to feel that lies are small. They are small lies. They are white lies. They are good lies. No. Rahab lied. No. God didn't justify the lie. Abraham lied. God never justified it. 
Jacob lied. God never justified it. Laws, remove lies from my heart. Remove lies from my life. May I not speak evil on anyone? May I not speak evil? May I speak truth? May I be truthful? May I be truthful? May I be truthful? I want truth to prevail. I want truth. Yes, in Jesus' name. Truth. I thank you for your blood. Precious Jesus, I thank you for your body broken for me, broken for me. I remember all your blood for me.
watching and you know in your heart that you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you know in your heart that you are not born again, that if you die today, you do not know whether you go to heaven or hell, if you want Jesus Christ to save you, then I want you to repeat after me because it is in having faith that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he died on the cross for your sins and his blood was shed for your sins and God raised him from the dead. That is what saves you. So if you want to repent from your sins and to turn away from your sins and to say, Lord Jesus, take me just the way I am, then I want you to repeat after me, including all of us here, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Forgive me for all my sins. Forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today I belong to Jesus Christ. From today I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Father God, we thank you for those who have given their lives to you. Keep and preserve them. And we pray that Jesus Christ will be formed in their lives and in their hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. We may take our seats. Oh, you can put your hands together for the Lord. Offering time, blessing time. It's time to take our offering. Including those who are not able to come who are on social media, please get your offerings ready. Hallelujah. Father God, bless our offering, bless our tithe. If you have your tithe, your first and best which is someone to say, what is tithe? 10% of your increase. And you want to give it to the Lord. Then just raise it up, including those watching. Father God, bless our tithe in Jesus' name. Those who have their offering, please raise your offering also. Father God, bless our offering in Jesus' name. Amen. So we can receive the tithe. And you can just text to give, scan, or PayPal. Christ Reveal 21 at gmail.com uh, uh, Zell Christ Reveal 21 at gmail.com or just text to give 817-826-9772 we'll come back to you Good measure Press down Shaking together Running over and give we will come back to you When you give You give to Father God bless our time of offering in Jesus name Amen Good measure. Shake it together. Shake it together. Run it over and give. And it will come back to you. When you give, you 
Before we have our announcements and move on, I just want to say God bless all who have been watching on social media. From next week, God willing, we'll just show the whole service. Hallelujah. Uh, well, on YouTube. Amen. Uh, for those who are, because uh, Zoom is uh, no more for us, so to be on YouTube. But God bless you all uh, who, who watched and those of us uh, all of us who watch, may God keep you. Let's all just lift our hands, including those that may God bless you and keep you. May God cause his face to shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. May he be gracious unto you. May he give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You can put your hands together for the Lord.